Session 21, January 17th, 2013. I let go of Carl's hand, and Heather let go of James's. We ceased James's invocation, and began to whisper a mantra of our own. He stood, stepped back over the log we had been sitting on, and continued taking small steps backward, all the while the shift growing stronger inside of us, what the fuck are you two doing? James shouted. He and Carl just sat there dumbfounded. We stopped walking and stood our ground. And we spoke in unison. Malum strage. The snow fell harder. It became a swirling ocean. Pervading the woods and rapidly piling in drifts against the trunks of trees. Carl cowered in a fetal-like ball upon the ground, shivering and shaking like a beaten dog as James is thrown through the air above him. He hurtled toward the thick bowl of a fur, folding on impact like a car wrapped around a telephone pole. He lay writhing on the ground, strange moans breaking from his twisted mouth. Heather landed a swift kick to his stomach. How do you like being on the receiving end, asshole? Not much fun, is it? Fuck you! He spat, flecks of blood appearing on the snow-covered ground, visible in the flickering light of the fire. Come on, Mark, let's do this. Heather said, taking my hands in hers once again. We closed our eyes. James cried out in agony as he tried to struggle to his feet. He'd likely shattered his ribcage with the impact of flying into the tree. We thought of his heart exploding like a dark star. We stood gasping, spray painted with James's blood. I turned to Heather and threw my arms around her. She looked like Carrie at the prom. We sobbed into one another. It was finally over. Mark? Mark? Are you okay? No. But I have to finish this. It didn't feel like it was over though. Things somehow felt worse than before. I was paralyzed by fear of something. Of what exactly? I didn't know. Carl still lay where he had before, whimpering in the fallen snow like an animal with its poor cord in a trap. He clutched his messenger bag like a lifesaver and didn't respond when we told him that it was okay now. He's not responding, I said. He'll freeze out here if we leave him. We'll call an ambulance from a payphone and go someplace to clean up. Though I don't know where. I have no clue. We'll figure something out. Right, Carl. Not a fucking word about this, you hear me? I'm sorry for what happened. But in the end, it was better for everyone. See you around, Carl, I said. We turned and started making our way up the snowy slope to the park and nearby payphone. We didn't make it up the bank. An atavistic cry broke from behind us. The world stuttered and slowed down. The messenger bag dropped to the ground. Carl lunged toward us, his face a mask of utter anguish, his mouth stretched in a scream of pain and fury, raising a hatchet behind his head. And even though it was all happening so, so slow, 
either of us didn't do a thing. We just stood there, struggling to believe the scene that was playing out before us. The hatchet was raised right above his head now. I reached for Heather's hands, and she reached for mine. Her fingers slipped from my grasp as Carl buried the hatchet in his skull. Mark, 